Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Nashville Bets podcast. Today, we're breaking down March Madness games and a little NFL offseason. But before we get into it, Beaver, do you want to tell us, tell the audience about the, our friends? Yes. Today's sponsors are brought to you by Action 24-7. They're a Tennessee-owned and operated sportsbook. Download Action 24-7 today, and don't forget to use to use code NASHBETS, N-A-S-H-B-E-T-S, NASHBETS, for a 50% deposit bonus up to $800 on your first deposit. We are also brought to you by reoccurring sponsor, The Mental Health Journal, uh, thementalhealthjournal.com. It's a 30-day guided journal for everyday life. It highlights the aspects of the world around us that we've missed. If one chooses not to to focus on the positives, this is going to make you feel better. It's going to make you concentrate better, your sleep better. Um, Journaling is uh, studies have been shown to just make you an all-around better person. Go to thementalhealthjournal.com today and buy. All right. So we're in the peak of gambling season here. We have the NCAA tournament coming up. So I want to kick it off right now. Do we have a favorite bet, favorite team going into the tournament? Outside of, you know, the alma mater seems that we root for on a daily basis. Do we have a dark horse here, Beaver? Uh, my dark horse is Auburn. Nobody's predicting them to win. Except a lot of people, but uh, I don't know. For sure, I have Auburn winning in all my brackets. I didn't even want them to, but it's just kind of how it happened. Are we worried that they got absolutely slaughtered by a Texas A&M team? I mean, I'm a little bit worried that it looks kind of bad towards the end of the season. Uh, lost a few games there at the end, but you know what? They arguably have one of the top player, or maybe the top player in the whole tournament. And when you have the top player. Anything can happen. Maybe even the top coach. Well, what I love about Auburn is that they have two of the best uh, front courts in the league. And Jabari Smith, who should be going 1-1 overall in the draft. And they have Kessler, who's a great five. The Auburn guards are average at best, but they think they're the best player on the court. So you have Wendell Carter, the man who has the eyes of a 95-year-old but the face of a 2-year-old, chucking shit up from half court. And I'm like, what are you doing? Let Jabari do Jabari things. And then Flanagan's, I don't know idea what the fuck he does half the time. He's just throwing up shit. And he's still going to be a first-round draft pick, but he's probably going to go like 25th overall. But I love how just disoriented this team is. And yet, it's just Jabari Smith eventually just has to take over. Yeah, and he does, usually. It works. It works certainly for most of the season, so. Until when he comes to Tennessee. We'll see uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens here in the tournament. Got to get through Jacksonville State first. The mighty Gamecocks out of Jacksonville, Alabama. Are they really the Gamecocks? Yeah. Interesting. I've been to their football stadium before. They have a football stadium? Yeah, they're in the uh, the conference like Tennessee Martin. and uh, It used to be the Ohio Valley Conference. I don't know what the name is now. But, um, yeah, D1AA. Well, damn. Uh, so, my dark horse, horse, I think I'd have to pick Miami. And then I think after that, I think they could go on to also beat Auburn. And then I think they'd have probably Wisconsin after that. So, I'm thinking you're at least making Sweet 16, maybe even Elite 8. Yeah, no, I – I like that. It's a little out of nowhere, but you know, fair. I'm not saying I picked it in the bracket. We we asked for dark horses here. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, there's a lot of people picking Tennessee and Iowa as your dark horse, which kind of makes sense. Not your top two seeds, whatever. So let's go a little outside the box here. I kind of love riding the momentum that Oregon State did last year, not really making the tournament go in when your conference and then carry that into the tournament. So I love Virginia Tech here. I think they have a great road. Starting off with Texas, who's been underachieving all year long. 
Which, and then you move on to Purdue, who's been limping in. They have that seven foot two guy Edie, who looks so uncomfortable at all times. So he looks. I, I have them beating Texas, but I've got them losing to Purdue. But I could definitely see them beating Purdue, and then it'd be a, just a great matchup against Kentucky. Yeah, I mean it's a Sweet Sixteen. It's a hard Sweet Sixteen match, but if you just ride that momentum, I don't see why they can't. So that'd be my fun one. And then I mean I guess after that you'd play. I mean I would assume UCLA. That's at least how my bracket would be set up. Oh, for sure. Because you play UCLA, and then anything can happen to that game if you get past Kentucky. Yeah. Also, another big upset alert, I guess, in the second round. I know it's not likely, but according to the, like, the analytics I pulled up, I love Davidson in the second round if they can get past Tom Izzo in Michigan State, beating Duke. I Ooh. love it. They match up so well, and it makes me so happy. Well, you know Duke, Duke's going to flunk out early. Something just tells you they're going to flunk out early. They're losing the first two rounds where they're winning a natty, and it's no yes. no choice. No in-between. I hope so. I hope they lose early. I want them to start off by losing to Cal Fullerton. If they lose to Cal Fullerton, didn't they lose as a two-seed last year? They lost to Lehigh when a long time ago, but still in the 2000s. And who else did, or when did they lose to another 15 seed? Oh, I, I just pulled this was up. It a was, it, was it Middle Tennessee State? I just, I just had this pulled up a second ago. Oh, I was looking at it. Was it, was it Middle Tennessee? I know Middle Tennessee upset somebody. Because uh, didn't they follow the Florida no, Gulf Coast? Oh, uh, wait, this is 90. Uh, 2014, they lost to Mercer. They were the three seed, and they lost to Mercer 14 seed. By, they lost by seven. Um, that's right. Yeah, they, they lost by uh, seven in 2014. Uh, also, do y'all have any uh, potential upsets? I, I picked some crazy ones uh, just to. What's some, your craziest one? I have, I have Vermont beat Arkansas. Same. I love yeah, that. I think, it, I think in every single bracket, I have Vermont beating Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I love them to cover the five. And I then, think that's an easy bet. And then I also have uh, Rutgers uh, beating Alabama. Mm-hmm. Assuming they beat Notre Dame, I guess it would be. Is it tomorrow? Yes. So I have Notre Dame beating Rutgers and then Notre Dame beating Alabama. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We are on the opposite ends, but either way. I mean, it still, it works the same on like the ESPN yeah. or the CBS bracket. Todd's not rolling. No, it's I think not. I did Richmond beating Iowa in one of my brackets. Did you really? I, I love what I saw the Spiders on Saturday. I was, I was real zoned into that game uh, at Dogwood. Sitting there, Miller Lights were going down smooth. I was watching Richmond play. God, even don't even know remember who they're playing, but I loved it. And um, I don't know, for some reason, I just said this could happen. No, uh, I, I love them in the cover of the 10 and a half because I don't think Iowa's going to be able to be as dominant as they were in the Big Ten. Also, I think the Big Ten, it might be the Conference of Frauds. They're the most overrated conference I've seen in a long time. Either one of you guys have Loyola beating Ohio State? In every bracket I have, I have same Loyola here. beating Ohio same State. Here. So me and, me and Jack must have done the same uh, analysis here. <laughs> yes. Uh, but to your point, I love Richmond to cover the 10 and a half. I still have Iowa winning. We'll see. Somebody's got. Somebody's got to get upset. Uh, I I think I did something really dumb, but I love to see it. So there's there's a little matchup where you have a team who has one quad one win, and they got it in their conference championship game in the finals. Then you have another team who went on an absolute tear to win their conference to qualify for the tournament. It's a five twelve, a historical matchup in which there's always going to be a twelve seed that upsets a five. That team is UAB with Jelly Walker. Ooh. And I, Houston, Houston, 
Houston got their first quad win against Memphis in their championship game. They've played an entire year. They were ranked within the or they were ranked top 10 for like three weeks straight. How this team is so aggressively overrated. They were overrated because of what they did last year, yeah. Yes. So they're gonna and they're laying eight and a half. Easiest bet of my lifetime. We're riding with Jelly Walker. We're riding with UAB. Well, I do have I have Houston going to the Sweet 16 in a couple of brackets, but I've got them getting put out early as well. Interesting. I don't think I've got them losing first round. Another dumb bet that I have that I absolutely love. Let me try to pull up the the stats here. So, what 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 wins in the NCAA tournament? Defense and free throws, and not turning the ball over. Exactly. So one team is ranked 206 in free throws. The other is 27. The other is ranked 42nd in turnovers, and the other is ranked in are ranked 122. And then in defense, one is ranked 116, and the other is ranked 93. The anticipation is killing us. Just give us the answer. Uh, one of them is Hayden's alma mater in the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. The other is Illinois, who has been floundering. I love not only for Chattanooga. Chattanooga to cover the eight. I love them outright to win, which sets up a hysterical round of 32 in which UAB's playing in chat. Dude. It's going to be great. Honestly, Chattanooga <laughs> might beat UAB as well. That would be electric for the mocks. Honestly, so I think I had Chattanooga beating Illinois in, in my bracket. It's so much fun. I love every second of it. Uh, also, speaking of turnovers, I also have LSU getting beat by Iowa State. I don't really know if that's I mean, we'll wait. So, I don't know how to... So, I was looking at it. Looking at the, the stats a little bit. And LSU is just uh, egregiously better than Iowa State in every aspect. But LSU just fired Will Wade. You don't really know what you're going to get. Exa- I mean, let's be honest. Will Wade only coached one side of the ball to begin with. So, you're only losing one side. But still, like, how do you how do you adjust for that? <laughs> They're basically just an AAU team. Just saying, hey, fuck it. Go, go play basketball. I mean, you're basically just playing L- or FSU at that time. Florida State's the quintessential team of having just a bunch of athletes. And, like, we have no idea what basketball is, but we're going to run and throw things around. <laughs> so, I think LSU's fantastic. But, I mean, I have no idea how to account for not having a head coach. Oh, I also have South Dakota State being Providence. Do you really? Yeah. I couldn't do it. I have so many 13-4 upsets. Oh, I, I just now I didn't realize it's my bracket this many upsets, but apparently it's <laughs> upset central over there. Yeah, this is this is my paid one too. Yeah. Also, I don't have a I don't have them winning outright, but I have Colgate covering. Uh, f- I think it's f- nine against Wisconsin. So you've already placed all your bets. Uh, most of them, yes. I need I need to go ahead and get on that tomorrow. Do you want to roll through some of the other matchups that uh, start on Thursday? Some of the lines. So like Michigan, Colorado State. Do y'all have a feeling on this one leading one way or the other? What's the line at? Two and a half for Michigan. Two and a half for Michigan? Two and a half for Michigan. I the 11 co- seeds favored over the six. Yeah, Michigan I mean that, covers. That seems like you'd be stupid if you bet on Colorado State. Ooh, that game's 11-15 a.m. Get a little, get a little cup of coffee in you. That game's already on. Yeah, oh, for sure. But, so, the public's laying 56 with Michigan. The money's 83 with Colorado State. Yeah, and so Colorado State's offense is 14th in free throw percentage. I'm sorry, 14th in field goal percentage, 7th in free throw percentage. 
and then Michigan's defense is 226 in field goal percentage and 261 in free throw percentage. So Colorado State's offense is a lot better than Michigan's defense. Wow. Never I mean, mind. I might be Colorado State plus two and a half. Actually, that sounds like great. I, I, I took Colorado State plus two and a half. I, I just can't do it. I mean, it. I don't like betting on Colorado State, but also I'm terrified if Tennessee has to play Hunter Dickerson in the, in the next round. Well, that, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, it helps. I hate betting on Mountain West teams against like big conferences. That's what I feel about like Memphis, Boise State. Like, it makes too much sense to bet on Boise State, which makes me want to bet on Memphis. That, I mean, that's more equivalent. That's also the Mountain West versus. The American Conference, right? Yeah, like, that's in my that. brackets, I'm honestly I'm split between Memphis and Boise, Boise State. Yeah, I'm talking Power Five versus not Power Five. Like that's a huge difference. And I honestly had Memphis in every bracket until I was reading a bunch of shit today that talked me out of it. What What, what were you reading that talked you out of it? Oh, I can remember all the fucking facts now. It was <laughs> those fucking assholes on ESPN Plus, douchebags. Yeah. Th- so basically, said Memphis Memphis keeps it close but doesn't have the firepower. Well, they, so they're 346 in turnovers out of 350 teams. They turn the ball over almost more than anyone in college basketball, which makes me nervous. But also, Boise State can't hit free throws to save their fucking life. So in a team or in a scenario where defense free throws and turnovers win games, well, and if you turn it over, you're going to get fouls, which puts them on the line. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Which makes me just want to take the dog in Boise State and just pray, hold on to my fucking ass and just pray. So is Boise State a dog? Boise State's a dog, two and a half. Oh, that's a fucking, I'm not going to say a lock, but it's a great bet. Yeah. Uh, Richmond, Iowa, we already talked about that. I love Iowa to win, but Richmond to cover ten and a half. Ten and a half is too many points for Iowa to cover. Yes, agreed. Uh, Marquette, UNC. This is a big matchup the Sharps want to take Marquette in. But we've seen Chaka Smart in the tournament with Texas for the last couple of years. I just don't believe that this Marquette team could beat UNC. No. I love UNC outright in minus three. What about Kentucky minus 18 on St. Peter's? 18's just so many fucking points. I, so I have a general rule of... I don't want to bet on double-digit spreads. I'm going to break my rule twice in the round of 64. I'm one for against... Gonzaga, and then once for Kentucky. Okay. You're, you're taking minus 18? For Kentucky, and then Gonzaga's minus 23.5. There's also a lot of people trying to call New Mexico State over UConn. No. Uh, as an upset, I love UConn minus 7, and, or outright and minus 7. They, they just have too much. Uh, in a couple of records, I have I, had, I put... UConn to actually beat Gonzaga in a bracket. I have UConn. So I tried to make several different brackets. I would say I have redone the bracket ten times. Yes. Nine times I have UConn in my national title game. I can't I can't keep them out. I, so that's how it worked out with me in Tennessee and like obviously Tennessee fan. And I was just doing my I do my bracket, do my bracket, do it, and all of a sudden Tennessee's in the fucking final four. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and I think they were what final four against uh, Arizona, and I was like, "Well, we could beat Arizona. I mean, We've already done it." <laughs> and then I just think I don't think Gonzaga is that good. Yes. I don't like they're a good basketball team, but they're definitely not unbeatable. Well, they played a couple teams that were really good at the beginning of the year, but also that was in November and December. We're now in March. Yeah. Well, the only thing that worries me about Tennessee is they don't have like a true four. We have a four. We don't have a five. 
like folky. Yes, and that I mean, but he's gonna get back. To, I mean, we saw it against Kentucky. The when he gets like or when he faces like an absolute man, he literally looks like a boy. It's just it's gonna be how hard he fucking like. He always plays hard, but he's gonna have to be a man in the yes. tournament. Which gonna, it's his last hoorah. Yeah, yeah. But good news for Tennessee, we have five, four guys that are basically folky, including folky. Yeah. So we have a rotation of a bunch of skinny, tall guys. But I'm worried that if we do get like a mask or like a muscular guy, like there is Kentucky, we do get like um like a Hunter Dickerson. Like I'm terrified he's going to eat our lunch. Yeah. We do have one of the best backcourts in college basketball with Ziggy uh, Kennedy Chandler and Vescovi. And then now that Triple J's hitting shots, like I, we're a damn good team. But I'm wondering if we get two of those guys in foul trouble, what are we going to do? This is one of the the better Tennessee teams I can remember in a while. I mean, this is the best Tennessee team we've had since Chris Lofton was in school. Yeah. But, yeah. so, a lot of hope there. We got to make it past Longview, Longwood, whatever Longwood, the fuck. Longwood, yeah, which it should be. A, Shouldn't a, be an issue. What the hell is a Longwood? It's in uh, Farmsville, Virginia. Huh. We got to make it past either Colorado State or Michigan. I feel much better about Colorado State than I do yes. Michigan. And... And then we have to face Villanova, who waxed our ass by 18 at the the one random stadium in Connecticut. We absolutely got our lunch eaten, so we'll have to respond hey, there. Hard to beat a team twice. Damn straight, baby. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> and then, okay, moving on. Uh, you talked about this upset earlier. Uh, I do love Miami over USC. Love it. I. USC is really turnover prone, and Miami just refuses to turn the ball over. And Miami's offense is low key, really good. You think Auburn's gonna beat Miami? Oh yeah, Auburn's too good to not beat Miami, which makes me think that Miami's gonna beat Auburn. I've got them getting beat by Wisconsin. Man, I don't, I don't think Wisconsin's gonna make it there. Because who does Wisconsin – who? Let me pull it up. They're going to play uh, Iowa State or LSU. Man, that's tough. That's really fucking tough. LSU, not that good. I mean, they aren't. They're a home team that doesn't play well at all on the road. They're a team that loses to Vandy on the road. But also, Jordan Davis, Wisconsin, doesn't look like 100%. They kind of limped into the Big Ten uh, championship. Well, that's a lot of first-round talk, but who do you think is going to be in the Final Four? I had Auburn, Chattanooga. I'm just kidding. I had Auburn. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be electric. Auburn, Tennessee, Gonzaga, and who did I take out of this side? Fuck. I want to say I almost put Virginia Tech up there. And one of them. So, this, I would consider this my, my best bracket. And I don't know how all this fucking played out in my bracket. But I have Kansas, Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Tennessee. And then I have Gonzaga and Tennessee playing in the national championship. So the one that I think that will happen, or is most likely to happen, my final four is uh, Texas Tech, Kentucky, Villanova, and Kansas. And then I have Kansas and Kentucky advancing. I'm sorry, Villanova and Kentucky advancing, and Villanova winning the national title. So I'm assuming you have Gonzaga getting beat by Texas Tech in what, the Elite Eight? Yep, exactly. I... So, Gonzaga, as good as they are against, what, the SWAC or the WAC or whatever the fuck they, they play They just don't in. play anybody all year. 
Yeah, and the one time they did face like a tougher team in St. Mary's, they just got absolutely dominated. And so I guess Gonzaga did play Texas Tech earlier in the year, and they kind of smoked them. But I think Texas Tech does have some grit. They don't really turn the ball over that that much. They play good defense. Yeah, I feel like you almost can't really factor in that much of the regular season. Mm-hmm. In, in the one thing that happened prior to Christmas, I feel like it's tough to it's tough to bring in, especially since teams evolve. Yeah, I'm sorry. Texas Tech has a really good defense. They do so, turn the ball over a lot. But. So do you have Purdue beating Virginia Tech in a lot of your brackets? No. I have, really? in almost all of my brackets, I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue. Huh. I don't trust Purdue. I might need to switch that up then. There, there's nothing in here that makes me want to take Purdue. So let me, let me pull up that. I did that matchup. Yeah, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech might, might get hot. Didn't they just win the ACC tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virginia Tech might be the real deal. Yeah, so Purdue does have a great offense. They're three in offense efficiency and three three ranked third in floor percentage, which percentage of possessions that end up in at least a point. So they do get points. They're 189 in defense, 223 in free throws, and 88 in turnovers. And then on the opposite side, Virginia Tech, 82nd in defense, 90th in free throws, and 37 in turnovers. So they might not score as well. I mean, even their offense, like their offensive efficiency is ranked 22nd. And their floor percentage is 63. So it's not that far off. It's not material difference. And with how lumpy Purdue has looked, even with that seven foot two fucking ED guy who doesn't want to play basketball, I'm convinced of it. He's just there to get a free education? Honestly, yes. <laughs> he looks like he should be gaming. He looks like he should be catfishing pedophiles on the <laughs> internet. But I I don't see Purdue beating or getting into the Sweet 16. Do y'all think I'm an idiot for thinking Davidson can beat Duke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea. I love the idea. I wish Duke get put out fucking first round because if everybody's bracket gets busted by Duke the first matchup, it doesn't really matter to anybody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Duke get beat. If it makes you feel any better, Davidson's offensive numbers are comparable with Duke. Their free throw percentage is much better, and they turn the ball over basically at the same rate. I just don't know if they're going to be able to hang with Duke. I, Duke is not that good. They're a mentally weak team. And even their ACC performance, they beat, what, Syracuse and... Was it like Florida State or some shit like that? They didn't even get that many... <laughs> well done, Michael. Well done. Uh, they didn't beat any good teams in the in the ACC tournament. They go around, they finally play a team that wasn't going to get in in Virginia Tech, and they just get drubbed. And I see a bunch of Duke fans being like, well, they just they needed it more than we did. That's loser talk. It's the biggest fucking loser talk out there. We didn't need it, or they needed it more than we did. You should want every championship possible if you're Duke. This is Coach K's final year. This is, there's no, oh, we can get the next one. This is Coach K's final fucking year. You already gave him the court, and then you gave him a bench in which he lost in. Yeah, I I don't get it. It's loser mentality from a team that's supposed to be good. Uh, so I was reading something the other day. Arizona's one of their star. I think he's like the four or the five. He's apparently injured. Got a thick old walking boot on. If he can't play, 
I still think they go out and beat whatever seed they play. They still turn around and either beat the winner of TCU Seton Hall. Once you get into the... Hold on. Uh, for someone who knows soccer, not basketball, what should I keep my eye on? I mean, I think I got a, a deep run uh, either in hopefully Tennessee rooting for him, but more realistically like a UCLA if you're looking for a little value. I have Villanova winning the tournament. That's Granted, they're a two seed, but you can get a lot of value there. Uh Texas Tech could easily win the tournament as well. Texas Tech absolutely can as a three seed. Uh, are there any more long shots? I mean, I have UConn in all of my title games, basically. I would consider UConn a very dark horse, but they could do it as well. Is it just because they did it with Kimball Walker in 2010? I think that I think that's the only reason I do it. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. UConn just sounds so good to me. I don't know if it's because the women are always fucking good or why. I want, yes. I want, want UConn to be so good in this tournament. So, also... Have you, do you all have those teams that when you see them in the bracket, regardless of how well they've played, you just put them in the Elite Eight? I do that for Xavier and FSU every fucking time. Yeah. I'm so glad they're not in the tournament, so that way they don't bust my bracket like they always yeah. do. For some reason, I like Xavier, which... It just seems like a good basketball name. Can anybody see Creighton going on a run? Creighton turns the ball over way too much to do anything. I think they lose in the first round. Ooh. San Diego State. Really? Also, you need... Or allow me to lay two and a half with the number one defense in the country? Absolutely. Damn, I have Creighton moving on in every bracket. Why? Well, I'd be dumber than my Davidson. Pick. I don't bet against Creighton. <laughs> I don't. I have. A, I, I don't know why. I don't bet against Creighton because anytime I do, I get. I lose my fucking ass. Well, that's also the Big East where nothing made sense. You had Georgetown winning six games, but somehow covering like half of them. Fucking Georgetown just plummeted. Oh, it's so funny. Michael, appreciate you smashing the like button, brother. Uh, so. Do we think that, okay. So I think the Big Ten, bunch of frauds. Do we think that UCLA can actually have a chance? Because I think UCLA? UCLA. Because so I, I think the Pac-12 been, might be overrated, but also I think that might be me just casting down on Arizona and wanting me to just... I have them beating Baylor in the Sweet 16. Same. And I don't <laughs> know why. I do. I have them beating Baylor in the Sweet 16. I mean, Baylor's just been so injury-prone the entire year that I don't think they can physically make it far. Uh, I just don't think Baylor's... like They've been overrated all year as well. Yes, they, they've been up and down. They're a big home win team. Which, I mean, it's fine. I'm just glad people can't say Tennessee's only a home win team after they win the fucking tournament. Well, Tennessee finally did the damn thing of winning on a neutral site against good teams, which was wonderful to see. Granted, we only really did beat one good team in Kentucky, but any time you could win the season series, it's huge for us. All right, so we already set our Final Fours. Did we already say our champions? We Side not, Villanova. We picked our champions or the championship. Uh, my championship, Villanova, Kentucky. Villanova wins 65 62. I mean, I just wanted to be an SEC team, so I just put Auburn or Tennessee or Kentucky. Did there. you only put Auburn because you like Auburn? Yeah, a little bit, but they're also really good and have a chance. <laughs> it's not that out of, it's not that out of, it's not that crazy of a thing to say. 
they might might just be crazy enough to do it. Are they the worst two seed? Yes, by far. I think Duke has more First options. Off, Tennessee got hosed. Can we talk about it? Out of the two, I want to. I want to get mad. They were arguably a one. We have. Are you just saying that because you're a Tennessee fan? Um, no, I'm saying that because they we have the best we got objectively host. We don't have any quad two through quad four losses. Literally, we beat, Tennessee has the best resume in college basketball, arguably. We're we we're ranked top, or we're ranked fifth in the AP poll, and we're a fucking three seed. Yeah, they got absolutely fucking hosed. It's insane. Whoever is on the committee should be murdered. I'm sorry, but if if Tennessee's head coach Rick Barnes came out and basically said, "Why do we play the fucking tournament?" You know they got hosed because a coach doesn't just come out and say that, especially Rick Barnes. No, Rick Barnes, the most like conservative man in college basketball, coming out and being angry. You know something is awry. Which I hope that him coming out and saying that didn't. I hope that fired the players up and didn't make it be like, oh, we got shoved, dude. Yeah. I hope that that put some fire in their ass, and that's why I have Tennessee in the national championship. Yeah, there you go. And I haven't winning it. You can call me a fucking homer all you want, but I think they legitimately have one of the best chances to win it. They're definitely one of the more complete teams out there besides a healthy Arizona, besides Villanova, besides Kentucky, who is a complete team despite us beating them twice on our neutral site. Also, the one game we lost was a dead guy game, so we really can't count that. I have Tennessee beating Villanova. If that happens, I think we I'm going to book my ticket to the Final Four. Also, I told myself I was never going back to New Orleans to Bourbon Street, but if Tennessee makes the Final Four, I might have to. Yeah. All right, so we'll be discussing, uh, I guess, the Sweet 16 next time we're on the pod because we don't have lines for the round of 32, naturally because we haven't played the round of 64. But we'll discuss that next week. Let's move on to the NFL offseason. Whoa! There's a lot of people on the move. Uh, well, before we get to people on the move, let's talk about the man who's staying, the man who I said was never in doubt, Aaron Rodgers. Not only staying in Green Bay, but creating a a nice little $18 million in cap space. So I'm just going to say congratulations to Aaron Rodgers for holding a weak-ass front office hostage for his entire fucking career. That weak-ass like He successfully held them hostage his entire fucking career. He the front office held Aaron Rodgers hostage. Aaron Rodgers is the victim. He's gonna retire again next year, and they just get another big contract. What? That's not how that works. It's how he's gonna play it. He's already the highest played quarterback. I know, but he wants his to cap hit next year is fifty nine million dollars. We'll see. Yeah, I I think the Packers. I mean, I think as the Packers, you really pretty much had to sign him if mm-hmm. you want, but. It's a lot of fucking money when you like he because he could very well retire. Like I don't think he's gonna retire next after next year, but I think in two years. Which what's his deal? Five. It's three years, one hundred fifty million. So he's gonna or year two the cap hits fifty nine, and year three the cap hits forty eight. Yeah, have fun with that shit. I, as long as we win the title this year, that's all I care about. It's not gonna happen. It absolutely will happen. Outside of Tom Brady retiring, the unretiring coming back, Aaron Rodgers is the only good quarterback in the NFC right now. I do not disagree. Oh, well, outside of Matt Stafford, I don't think Matt Stafford's—he's good. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Am I worried about him? Absolutely not. The don't man forget, tries to give away the game. Tom Brady's coming back. Deshaun Watson is going to the NFC this year. No, he's not. Yes, he he's not going to the AFC. He's going to Indy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to Carolina. That would be traumatic. I me. want that to happen so bad. If he goes to Indy, Indy could really Indy wins the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll go ahead and recant my they, Green Bay take. Indy wins the Super Bowl. They Deshaun's could win the there. Super Bowl Deshaun Watson. They could. Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey trade plus a bunch of picks. He goes to Carolina. Uh, also, Deshaun Watson news. So, for those who have had their head under a rock, Deshaun Watson was, I guess he wasn't proven guilty, but they didn't press, or didn't go. They didn't go criminal charges with yes. him. Yes. I think it's because they didn't have enough evidence. Isn't that how why it got dropped? Yeah, for criminal, yeah. Because it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. But I saw a lot of Falcons fans get online saying, if somehow he or Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Atlanta we don't want him. Like, I'm not going to have to reconsider my fanhood. Motherfuckers. I see y'all wearing Michael Vick jerseys all the fucking time. See, that's, that's the problem with getting to Sean Watson is that we're only like, Matt Ryan's been there for 12 seasons. And so we're really only like three quarterbacks away from having Michael Vick beating dogs. And so you can't go, you can't every third quarterback you get him be, be like a really bad person. So I think it's too, they're still coming off of the Michael Vick era. If they had had like 10 quarterbacks, since Michael Vick, it'd be different, but they got one really good one for a long time in Matt Ryan. And so they're really only like three quarterbacks away from Michael Vick. I think that's too many quarterbacks away to just be getting like another guy that's done hood rat shit. Well, and my take is too, is like all these people that are hating on Deshaun Watson saying, oh, he should never be able to play again, blah, blah, blah. Don't, I don't want him on my team. I hope you aren't Ben Roethlisberger fans. I was about to bring that up. I because saw he's a better person arguably than Ben Roethlisberger was. Yes. Or is. Well, I don't know about that. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was fucking guilty, dude. Everybody knows it. He did, what, three times? Okay, three versus 26 times? I don't know. Well, is there a big difference between showing your dick and, like, you know, it, sexually assaulting somebody? Yeah, it, it was, it was like, in separate intervals, too. It wasn't like three girls came out at once. It was like, Ben Roethlisberger tried to rape me. Yeah, but, I don't know. I'd say Ben Roethlisberger's a better person. I, we, I don't think we know that at all. I mean, just because the man loves a good P.F. Chang's menu doesn't mean that he's a good person. Just because him and Brett Favre can tie it at Hooters doesn't mean that, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the same thing. Like, everybody knows he did it at this point, but they just didn't have, they didn't, if the glove didn't fit, the condom didn't fit on Deshaun Watson's. But anyway, who knows where Deshaun Watson's going to go? I don't know. I'm just, I, I, the real question is, you know what would be the coolest situation for Deshaun Watson? I think the cool shakeup of the NFL, besides him going to the Panthers or Falcons or whatever, is if he goes to the Browns and they just get rid of Baker Mayfield. That would be the coolest situation to happen in the NFL. Well, who's the wide receiver? Oh, Mark Cooper. The, yeah, the Mark Browns Cooper's there, up. but, I mean, the Browns are actively pursuing Deshaun Watson right now. And Baker Mayfield's got to be absolutely livid about this whole thing. Why? Deshaun's much better than Baker. I said yeah. Baker Mayfield's fucking livid about this whole thing. Because he knows that the Browns are actively pursuing Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, but that's like being the six at the bar and, like, guys are still going after the ten while talking to you. Yeah. It's actually going to happen. Yeah. That's a very – that's a great analogy because that's exactly what Baker Mayfield is. He's the – I think he's the five at the bar, not yeah. even the six. Like, you're going to be a great option, at, like, past midnight. But until that happens, people are still eyeing that ten. They're still still trying to pick yeah, like, up – Like, like a, literally bottom of the barrel when you can't get anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you're not bottom of the barrel. You're still going to get picked up by the end of the night, but you're not. You're not going in the first round. 
I mean, I guess people want a little bit of Mitch Trubisky before they want a little bit of Baker Mayfield. Okay, can we talk about how random that was? I mean, I don't know. I think the Steelers found themselves a new starting quarterback. Do they even draft a quarterback now, or are they all in on the Trubisky train? Why would you get on the train? People want to shit on Matt Nagy a lot, but there's only so much you can do with Mitchell Trubisky. He was a Pro Bowl. Uh, he made a Pro Bowl. By record. default. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's that bad. Was if also, I was, was the starting the quarterback, MVP. I probably would have made the Pro Bowl. Let's not forget he was the MVP. <laughs> Nick VP, absolutely. <laughs> that shit's funny. Do you guys know who the top available uh, NFL free agent quarterbacks are right now? Uh, Bridgewater just signed with the Giants. Bridgewater signed with the Giants? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tyrod Taylor just signed with somebody. And then, James Winston, what's he going? He's got to be going back to the Saints, right? I, I think he's got to, unless the Saints go for the Deshaun. The Saints are holding out, see if they get Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Marietta. Marcus Marietta. I could see him being a backup in Carolina if they don't get Deshaun. I could see I could see him going to the Colts. That would make a lot of sense. I mean, so the Colts have got to be going after one of these guys. they got to be going Winston, after Jimmy G. Mar- Mariota. Jimmy G. Um, Jimmy G, the brisket sandwich. The brisket sandwich back in Indianapolis. I was about to say they already had the brisket sandwich. They're not sandwich. going after brisket sandwich. You don't think so? No, they're going after Jimmy G first, and if, they honestly might go after Jimmy G and possibly Mariota as well. I don't know what that that whole money situation would look like, but I know I've been reading a lot that the Colts kind of want Mariota. I can see that. Which, I don't know why. He's a good backup, but he's not a it's not a great option to be. As a Titans fan, that's kind of scary, though. I'm not saying that Mariota can win the division every year, but Mariota can beat you at least once in the division, mm-hmm. po- possibly tie- twice with Jonathan Taylor. Just to be like a bridge guy for the next guy to come in. Because the but who's Colts, the next guy? The guy they draft. The, There's no nobody to draft. Outside of Malik Willis, who might start, not this upcoming year, but the year after, go for a full Mahomes situation. It's really not a guy like Kenny Pickett's fine, but I'm not sure if I'd trust Kenny, Kenny Two Gloves. They could go uh, Matt Corral. They could go the guy from Nevada. I don't know if I trust Carson Strong. I don't know if I trust Matt Corral. I don't know if he's just a Lane Kiffin product. At one point, I saw him in a mock draft going to the Titans, and I was like, I will rip my TV out of the wall. I, if who goes there? If Matt, if we draft, I saw us drafting Matt Corral in a couple of mock drafts. In the first round? In the first round. That'd be nuts. He's second-round value at best. And even then, I think I'd rather try to get him in the third. Yeah. Which I, just, I think the Titans are trading out of their first-round pick anyway. That'd be that crazy if they draft Matt Corral. That would what be kind of mock? What would be worse? Drafting Jordan Love in the first round or drafting Matt Corral in the first round? Jordan Love. Because you <laughs> traded up to get him. <laughs> That's hurtful. And you didn't need him at all. That's still hard to swallow, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's literally why so, I say that. The front office is a liability. Is that worse than the Titans' Isaiah Wilson pick? Yes. Okay, thank you. I don't know. At least he's still on the that team. That makes me feel so much better. At least Jordan Love tries. Isaiah Wilson didn't even try. Yes. He's like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to go do donuts and try. Let's not, let's not forget the mental health issues. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, I think he has schizophrenia. That's probably something you should find out in the pre-draft process before you take it to guy number one. I don't know. I know. I knew before he got drafted that he was railing lines of coke at Georgia, like an absolute savage. Well, yeah. So was Johnny Manziel. I mean, yeah, so Johnny was, Manziel I mean, was too good to pass up. Like, I, I, I would assume half the NFL was railing coke and doing drugs in college. Yes. Like Gronk, you're going to tell me that Gronk wasn't doing every drug he could get his hands on? Are you telling me that Gronk, who went to Arizona State, that one of the number one party schools in the country, 
was doing drugs? No, sir. He was in the library studying yeah, like yeah, a good yeah. American. He was working out the whole time. <laughs> like, Gronk doesn't study his playbook now. What do you think he was fucking doing in college? He's got three routes. <laughs> Tom tells him one, two, or three. He looks in the letters like, Tom, I'm going to get open. Yeah, just run straight. <laughs> do the touchdown play. Uh, what were the other? Uh, Russell Wilson being traded to the AFC West. Yeah, nuts. Broncos are going to be hot. So do we? So the trade was two firsts, two seconds, Drew Locke, uh, a D tackle, and Noah Fant, the tight end, for Russell Wilson and a fourth. Do we like the value? Yeah, for I mean, Denver, yes. The Broncos think they can win now, so I think Denver won the trade. Uh, yeah. So I think they I don't both know. think they won. Like you can't compare. Like they both think they won because Denver thinks they can win right now, and Seattle's just in, about to be rebuild over the next couple of years. So. I mean, I think well, it really both. depends who Seattle drafts. The, Seattle can get two good starters. Or you can whiff. Yes. Knowing Seattle, they don't draft very well see Rashard Penny in the first round. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. But I, I'm, I like the Broncos' strategy of just like, hey, let's just get an older guy. Let's trade away our future. Try to win now. Same thing they did with Peyton. Kind Not really, but a little comparable to what happened with Elway. Made sure he won one in the later parts. Made sure they gave the or gave up a little bit of the future by giving TD a massive fucking contract. But uh, I, I kind of love it. Does this make the AFC West current day the hardest division that's ever happened in football? I think that you could say yes. It's pretty hard for sure. But my thing is, it's hard as the AFC West is just going to beat the hell out of each other all year. I parade it does. So I mean. I'm not going to say none of them are going to be healthy by the end of the year, but that's going to be a brutal division. Mm-hmm. They might all lose to each other. That's what I'm saying. No, I honestly, so my, I'll go ahead. I'll be on record before the draft. Uh, NFC West prediction, Chargers one, Broncos two, Chiefs three, Raiders four. I would kind of love to see the uh, Chiefs at number four. It's honestly possible. They started off so bad last year. I don't know. They could definitely split with every team. I would love for the Chiefs to like split with every team and then lose a couple games like they did last season, like early in the season, and all of a sudden they're fourth in the division. And Patrick Mahomes crying to his uh, big brother, little brother, who's bigger than him. Well, they play a first round schedule or a first uh, play schedule too, because they just won their division. So you'll play uh, as your additional teams outside of the two divisions that you have to play. You'll play two firsts. The Chiefs miss the playoffs. That's all I need for the season. Yes. Uh, so, check in Twitter. Since we are in Nashville, that's located in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the days that Russell Wilson was traded, the day that Aaron Rodgers was resigned, I saw a lot of Titans fans getting upset. And so I need to hear from our Titans fan. Are we okay with this offseason so far? Yes. Are we are we a little pissed at J Rob for no. not doing more in the offseason? Not at all. What what was he gonna do? Ryan Tannehill, you can't you can't get out of that. And plus, Ryan Tannehill wasn't the fucking problem last year. He was the only reason you got the one seed in the playoffs with Derrick Henry hurt. Yeah, I but you know You can't wa- forget that. You can like you can say he lost in the fucking playoffs all you want, but you cannot forget what he did in the regular season without any weapons at all. Are they gonna are they gonna get Juju Smith Schuster in the uh, first round or in the free agency? I wouldn't hate it if they did, but if they don't, 
I'm not that upset either. But you need a wide receiver too. They need Because Julio one. can't play for a full 17 Well, games. I think that if you get Juju, you're getting rid of Julio. I would say, but I think that's a good swap. It's not a terrible swap, but is Juju going to fit that culture in the locker room? Probably not. Jarvis Landry definitely isn't. He hasn't, he's still a free agent. Uh, he's still on the roster. He's looking for trades. No, they, re- they cut him. He's a free agent. They cut him? They he's cut a free him. agent. He's full-on free agent. Uh, I know the Titans were up there, but so what happened with Jarvis Landry when he was in Miami with Tannehill is he kind of threw Tannehill under the bus. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going that route, not saying they won't do it. I don't want Jarvis Landry. If you had to pick between those two, I would take Juju all day. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Juju. Why can't they have Juju in Julio Jones? You're not going to have the money. You're going to have to still sign other fucking players. You're still going to get a tight end. I'd rather have a tight end than Juju. Put it that way. Whether I think the Titans should still trade Derrick Henry. Well, now that Foreman's gone, you can't. Yeah, that's true. That that solidified they're not trading Derrick Henry. Which is so dumb. They could have absolutely traded him to like some random no nothing team. I don't like disagree. the Giants, like the Jets. I don't disagree. Um, I think you had to unload him. Thing is, if you unloaded Derrick Henry, you would lose the fan base. No, you fucking wouldn't. Who are the top? Uh, oh wait, Gronk. 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 He's not going to go to the Titans. Who are the Gronk's top tight end free agents? Mike uh, left, Gusecki. There's, ta- there's Tanya. No, Gusecki got tagged. Oh really? Dalton Schultz is he anywhere right now? Uh, Schultz got tagged too. I think. Either that or he got an extension. Did David Njoku, Njoku go anywhere yet? He, he got, got tagged. tagged. Zach Ertz. He's Zach Ertz is still available on that. No, Ertz no, he just got, resigned. He got a new deal. He just resigned. That must have been his day because I was literally just reading about him. Gerald Everett. He got something happened to him. Yeah, I think he's still out there. Evan Ingram, we just know, went to Jacksonville. Max Williams. C.J. Uzama went to the Jets. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox. I don't want that motherfucker. <laughs> no. He was also very hit and miss. He was either going to get you three touchdowns in a game or maybe two catches for 10 yards. In four drops. Oh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst would be a good pickup for you Oh, y'all. shit. Hayden Hurst would be awesome. Um, Hayden Hurst never – I feel like he never hit his potential in Atlanta so, or Baltimore. Like, he's still really good. I'm surprised you never hit in Atlanta because Baltimore kind of made sense because you had Mark Andrews there. What's and the Lamar he's, Jackson. He's a number one tight end, but he, he's always – he's been the second tight end everywhere he's gone. So, he had his behind Mark – and then he was behind Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. Yeah, thing so, is, like, but he wouldn't be behind anybody in Nashville. Yeah, he, he could be a legit, like, really good number one. Behind the best blocker tied into the league, G off Swain, maybe. He, he runs I a mean, legit, like, 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, like, he's fast as fuck, he's big. Um, but he's just played under – he's played next to two of, like, the best tight ends in the NFL. So he's never really had a sh- shot to, like, shine as the yeah. number one guy. My two picks would be Hayden Hurst or O.J. Howard. Oh, I forgot um, O.J. Howard. But, but my fear – is we are going to way overpay for O.J. Howard. It's not going to pan out. And yep. I'm, I'm going to sit here, I don't know, six months from now and be like, damn, we should have just fucking signed Anthony Ferkser back. Mm-hmm. That's my that's that's what I'm worried about. But I is think Ferkser on a team out. yet? Hmm? Is Ferkser on a team? Nope. Hmm. That's still in play, too. And he just wasn't. He didn't break out last year. There's no way they re-signed him. Yeah. They, I think they would have re-signed him before they would have re-signed Geoff Swain. I mean that makes sense. Hayden Hurst would be awesome. Um, I mean, I think we're I love to get... Hayden Hurst. You, you wouldn't see a fuck. You wouldn't hear a peep out of me. He'd probably make a lot of big plays. Um, I know a lot of Titans fans are upset that uh, they let uh, Dante Foreman walk today. Or I'm sorry, Deontay Foreman walk today. Yeah, I think you had to keep Foreman. You had uh, to keep Foreman and get rid of Henry. Well, so who's to say that the? I don't think he's going to fit Carolina's system. McCaffrey's going to be the guy, and I think they're going to cut him in training camp. Well, and he's going to be right back to you. McCaffrey's going to be the guy for two games before he gets injured again. 
I understand that. But yeah, he did kind of he only got a like a one year two million dollar deal. I do agree we should have done that. That's that's a, a black eye for the Titans this year. But who's to say that we offered him something? Because here's the thing, he knows he's not gonna get carries with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And he knows McCaffrey's injury prone. He thinks he's gonna get the starting job. Like, you know, Kinda it like- makes sense it makes sense for Deontay Foreman to go somewhere else rather than sign with the Titans, no matter what the Titans threw at you. No, I I, I get that. Which is why I think I, I know I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think you got to get rid of Henry. You can't pay running backs in today's age unless they're like an AK or an Aaron Jones, where they can eventually or essentially act as a slot wide receiver. But I just I hope that we get one more solid yard to Henry and we get him with a good trade because he's gonna hit he's gonna hit a wall. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's I think it's gonna happen sooner rather than later. But I think he's already had his last two thousand carry season or two thousand yard season. I don't know about that. He's had his last fifteen hundred yard season. I don't think so because he was showing like I know the playoff game he didn't. You can't really count the playoff game. His first game back last year. I mean, you can, but I'm just saying he was he was on pace for well over two thousand last year before he got the foot fracture. Well, I mean we've seen it with like uh, I know going back to Green Bay like Amon Green like when he got injured he was one of the best backs in the league and then as soon as he gets injured starts taper off yeah he doesn't cut or like production completely but it certainly doesn't help him uh to atlanta uh freeman he kept getting concussed every four games but before then he was an absolute like monster well and i think the 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 sole reason you you kept henry this year did try to get him on trade is it was a bone Mm -hmm. bone's not typically gonna necessarily reoccur if it was like a fucking acl or if it was some type of tissue or something like a I'd be way more worried. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to hit the regression this year. I don't. But I would love to have form on the roster in case. Um, I don't know if they're going to re-sign Hilliard. Hilliard's probably a guy that you don't really have to re-sign. You can just bring him up as you need him. Yep, I agree. Okay. But we also let Darrington Evans go, which was I think you had to you had to move on. He is. I doubt it. He's been hurt his entire fucking career. Like. I mean, I don't think he sucked. I just think that he couldn't stay healthy. I think he'd have been a great back. But if you can't stay healthy, hey, best ability is availability, and Titans just moved on. Yeah. It's kind of like what why uh, Green Bay cut Zedaria Smith. We had one of the better defenses in the league with him, him not playing for an entire year. So why have that $25 million cap hit on our books? We got to cut him. Who, did they, they just got rid of the right ta- uh, Questenberry, right? Well, yeah, he sucked. And the right guard? Saffold. You had to let Saffold walk from cap space. And then we signed uh, – We signed we, – which that was – that's the key is you re-signed your fucking center. That's the key. He's the centerpiece to the fucking offensive line. And then you've got uh, – not Jamal Williams. It, his last name's Williams from Seattle. We re-signed him, and he can play pretty much. He's a, he's a depth piece. He can play anywhere throughout the line. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna you're drafting a lineman, and I think they're really high on Raidens. I think Raidens is ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about centers, uh, I would like to point out to that fucking idiot on Twitter that was arguing with me about Josh Myers compared to the center from Oklahoma who played for the Kansas City Chiefs that was voted as the 
best rookie offensive lineman of the year, you can suck my dick. I dominate analysis of centers. Suck it. So what's your analysis of Ben Jones? Oh, I don't give a shit about Ben Jones. He's one of All the I best in the that fucking I, league. Uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Creed Humphreys, one of your better guys out there. Also, wrestler, got to back up those boys. State champion. Got to love to see it. Uh, moving on. My, er, so let's do one wish for your team in the offseason. Mine would be sign Juice Landry to a team-friendly deal. We need a wide receiver too desperately. I have a feeling what awesome. Beavers is going to be. Beaver, what do you want? I mean, I don't even know where to start. The team's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Get a new team. All, all, all the above. I mean – they uh, also Cordell Patterson's a uh, free agent. I didn't know that. I un- why the fuck do you not re-sign the one guy that like boosted your team? I mean, they well also Russell Gage. They're like best receivers a free agent. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. There's too many different directions you can go with the Falcons. They need. They need a running back. They need receivers. They need pass rush. They need a safety. They need some corner. Like they just need everybody. So you just want the Chiefs roster? So they just. <laughs> What they should have done is just gotten rid of Matt Ryan and just completely lost one like lost all the games next year. Just had a million draft picks and just so I don't know. But I mean, how many draft picks is Matt Ryan worth at this point? I mean, a few. A few would be fine. They just need fucking. They're they're a really bad team. I mean, Russell's worth four. Matt Ryan's worth like a first and a fourth. They have no. You think he's worth a worth a first? I mean, he's good. He's not. He's not first round. So what? Any, when we more. we ranked so. Uh, we ranked quarterbacks uh, while hanging out at our favorite bar. No free ads. Uh, and what, we put Matt Ryan at 14th? Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's so good. Like, I don't know. They, they have no running back. They have no receivers that would start on any other NFL team. But or he, even make he, team. He'd basically be the same. Hear me out here. You're all going to like this. He's basically the same trade value, I feel like, as Ryan Tannehill. If, if, if you forget about the fucking playoff loss this year. I, no, not really. Yes, he is. Not really. So you're telling me Tannehill is below or above 14 in the in the starting quarterbacks? No, I, we put Tannehill at 10. That's 11, so, right? So how is his draft value not higher? I think Tannehill's worth a first and a second. Okay, I don't think Matt Ryan's worth a first at all anymore. He's way out of his prime. He's just he's just not. He's got a rocket arm, but not that good anymore. I don't know. There's there's too many pieces of the puzzle that the Falcons need. It's impossible to pick one. <laughs> so if, if I had to pick a wish, like we all know, the, the Titans have to get a tight end. They have to hit on a tight end. Mm-hmm. Give me Hayden Hurst, which we've already mentioned. And if you can't get Hayden Hurst, give me OJ Howard on a reasonable deal. Don't overpay him. Fair. Uh, anything else, or can we just go into the quick St. Patrick's Day rant? I'm good. So, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, is on a Thursday. Uh, your major cities like Boston and Chicago and for a couple bars in Nashville celebrated St. Patrick's Day on March 12th. Why on God's green earth is it not the weekend after? It's a Thursday, motherfuckers. Celebrated on that following Thursday, the 19th. It makes more sense. It's the closer of the days. I would, it would make more sense if like it was on Tuesday, so you celebrate it that Saturday before. Even if it was on the Wednesday, it's still more likely that you should celebrate it on the following Saturday, not the Saturday before. 
because at least you can't put on you can't celebrate on the fucking Sunday. Well, you got work on Monday. I mean, to me, why not celebrate on the fucking Thursday? Because people have to work on Friday. Not during St. Patty's. People would call the fuck out. Like, yeah, but then you gotta then you gotta take two days off because you want to drink all day Thursday, and then the next day you want to do nothing. So I could see that. Yeah. So it didn't make sense. Like, there's literally no St. Patrick's Day parties in Nashville this upcoming Saturday. It was literally all last weekend, and then Von Elrods is doing it on Thursday. Which is, watch how many people were there. I'm sure there'll be a decent amount. Well, after this podcast gonna, they're not going to make as much money as if they had just done it on a Saturday. <laughs> well, if you just did it on March 19th, it makes more fucking sense. It does. Way they would have made sense because they could have started the party at 11 a.m., and people would have people flocked there. Instead, they're starting the one on Thursday at 2 o'clock. And like nobody's gonna get there till fucking five or six, and then I'll be there. Nobody's gonna get, yeah, nobody's gonna get trashed though. Like nobody's gonna stay till like two a.m. and just. I beg to differ. I'm off Friday. If if I'm the only guy in the bar, I will get trashed. <laughs> yeah. Well, also at Vaughn's hashtag no free ads. Uh, not a lot of great TV selection. So Thursday of the first Thursday of March Madness. Maybe not the greatest spot to watch the game. They set up, uh, they set up like big ass screens outside for this party. It's gonna be cold. Is it? I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be cold. It's, it was sixty five today. It's it was 70. seventy, and then the following day it was twenty four. Yeah, I was in Montana for that. Yeah, National weather makes no sense. Celebrating St. Patrick's Day five days before the actual date makes no fucking sense. So what happened? Did like one or two bars be like, okay, we're going to do the party this day, and then so everybody decided, well, decided the, to do it? The city of Chicago set up their official St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day celebration on the 12th. So like they every, died the every river. city did it then? Yeah, basically, except for Savannah, who some bars did a bar crawl on, tw- or on the 12th, but a lot of them are doing it on the 19th now, which is smarter, going to make them more money in the end. Is that the whole, is that the whole reason you're going? It was a happy after or a happy afterthought because we just figured if it's going to be on a Thursday, it carries over it carries into that weekend. That's different. They they do same, that's like one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day places in like the United States is like Savannah. So well, so is Chicago. Yeah, so Chicago and Savannah they'll they'll do shit on this upcoming weekend, but it's just places like Nashville that are not. I mean, I don't think they're dying the river twice. Well, maybe they won't die the river, but I'm, they'll be like bar calls. But I mean, that, that's like the official celebration, though. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's these cities should be ashamed of themselves. we got to remember this for next year, that it's always the weekend before. Which is so fucking dumb. All right. Well, thank you all for listening in. Uh, if you like the podcast, go ahead and like it and subscribe on uh, wherever you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is. Leave us a five-star review. If you want to hear more of our daily content and our daily picks, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NashvilleBets. Uh, if you want to listen to more live casting and you want to listen to the podcast live, follow us on ColorCast at Nashville Bets. Uh, if you're signing up to gamble with us, use uh, Action 24-7, Tennessee's only local and legal sports book. Use promo code Nashville Bets or Nash Bets for, 50% or to, for a 50% match up to $800.